Good afternoon, everyone. I am your unwitting host, Zach. Again, I'm here. Again. But this time I don't have to read my really crappy poetry. This time I get to read someone else's poetry. And this other person being the myth, the legend, the dead guy, H.P. Lovecraft. Um, many of these poems I either haven't read before, or I don't remember. So I'll kind of read through them the first time with you. I'll make a lot of mistakes, because that's how my brain works. I'm sorry for stuttering and going back on my words. And at the end, I'll tell you what I think of them. And how insane this dude is. Alright, let's begin. This one is The Messenger. The Messenger. The thing, he said, would come in the night at three. From the old churchyard on the hill below, but crouching by an oak's fire, wholesome glow. I tried to tell myself it would not get, it could not be. Surely, I mused, it was pleasantry, devised by one who did not truly know the elder sign bequeathed from long ago, that sets the fumbling forms of darkness free. He had not meant it, no, but still I lit. Another lamp at starry Leo climbed. Out of the seasonic and a steeple chimed. Three. And the firelight faded bit by bit. Then at the door that cautious rattling came. And the mad truth devoured me like a flame. Okay. I really love H.P. Lovecraft. And the way he just immediately makes a dark and dreary landscape and you can uh, you can immediately feel the insane ramblings of all of his characters and to me that's like the best I, I love that kind of feeling old uh, Victoria England Jack the Ripper, Nostalgia, and all of that. Dr. Jackal, Mr. Hyde. Sweeney Todd. That kind of imaging. And, you know, H.P. Lovecraft. He's uh, pretty good at everything he does. Alright. So this next one is a lot longer. It is Nemesis. <clears throat> Throughout the ghoul-guarded gateway of slumber... Past the rain mood abyss of night, I have lived er over my life without number. I have sounded all things with my sight, and I struggle and shriek ere by the daybreak, being driven to madness with fright. I have whirled with the earth at the dawning, when the sky was a vaporous flame. I have seen the dark universe yawning. Where the black planets rolled without aim. Where they roll in the horror unheeded. Without knowledge or last year or name. I have drifted over seas without ending. Under sinister gray clouded skies. That the many forked lightning is rending. That resounded with hysterical cries. With the moans of invisible demons. That out of the green waters rise. 
I have plunged with it like a deer through the arches of the hoary primordial grove where the oaks fall, feel the presence that marches and stalks on where no spirit dares rove. And I flee from a thing that surrounds me and leers through dead branches above. I have stumbled by cave-ridden mountains that rise barren and bleak from the plain. I have drunk of the fog-fatigued fountains that ooze down the marsh and the main. And in hot-cursed towns, I have seen things I cannot gaze on again. I scan the vast ivy-clad place. I have trotted its untented halls, where the moon rising up from the valleys shows the tapestried things on the wall. Strange figures disordinately woven that I cannot endure to recall. I have peered from the casements in wonder at the mouldering meadows around, at the many roofed villages laid under, the curse of the grave girdled ground, and from rows of white urn carven marble, I listen intently for sound. I have haunted the tombs of the ages. I have flown from the pinions of fear, where the smoke belched airburst rages, where the joculus looms snow-clad and dear. And in realms where the sun of the desert consumes what it never can cheer. I was old when the pharaohs first mounted, the jewel-decked throne by the Nile. I was old in those epochs uncounted, when I, and I only, was vile. And man, yet untainted and unhappy, dwelt in bliss on the far Arctic Isle. Oh, great was the sin of my spirit, and great is the reach of its doom. Not the pity of heaven can cheer it nor the respite can be found in the tomb. Down the infinite aeons comes beating and of wings of emotional gloom. Through the ghoul-guarded gateways of slumber, past the wane-mooned abyss of night, I have lived over my life without number. I have sounded all things with my sight, as I struggle and shriek ere by daybreak, being driven to madness with fright. Alright, so I think that one is talking about some long-lived evil or spirit or god since before mankind was around and how it wandered through every place and it knows every fetid hall in every dark corner of the world. And it was here before mankind, and I feel like it'll be here after mankind. Yeah, that was a good one. I enjoyed that one. And let's take a break right now for today's sponsor. Welcome back. Thank you to our sponsor. Enter sponsor's name here. And let's uh, keep on reading HP Lovecraft, shall we? This one I have is The City. It was golden and splendid, that city of light, a vision suspended in deeps of night. A region of wonder and glory whose temples were marble and white. I remember the season had dawned on my gaze, the mad time of unreason. 
The brain-numbing days, when winter, white-sheeted and ghastly, stalks onward to torture and craze. More lovely than Zion, it shone in the sky, when the beams of Orion beclouded my eye, bringing sleep that I that was filled with dim memories of moments obscure and gone by. Its mansions were stated. Wow. Its mansions were stately, with carvings made fair, each rising sedately on terraces rare. And the gardens were fragrant and bright with strange miracles blossoming there. The avenues lured me with vistas sublime. Tall arches assured me that once on a time I had wandered in rapture beneath them and basked in the high clean climb. On the plazas were standing a sculptured array, long bearded commanding, brave men in the day. But once so dismantled and broken, its bearded face battered away. In that city, effigant, no mortal I saw, but my fancy indulgent to memory's law. I lingered long on the forms of the, in the plazas and eyed the stone features with awe. I fanned the faint ember that glowed in my mind and strove to remember the, the eons behind. Okay. So, I don't know if, because I've read a lot of H.P. Lovecraft and like the big tomes, and his uh, poetry has a kind of story to it, as you know, or I don't know if you do. If you never read him, H.P. Lovecraft is the inventor of many horror poems and you know uh stanley kubrick style things where insanity is is kind of always there on the edge but never overtly stated um and so because of this he's actually in some of his poems he's made a, a couple of gods and cities and everything his most famous god that he made is called cthulhu a octopus headed demon and who is an old god meaning older than humanity is and evil and he sleeps in a city made of gold called Rayleigh, and the, the city is sunken beneath the ocean and that if Cthulhu were to ever awaken, then the apocalypse and you know, the end of the world would be here. Because he is the god of madness. And he has, he makes like abomination sea creature things. Kind of like Davy Jones from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And all that. And so, in his stories, he's had people go into the city of Rayleigh and you know, see carvings and words written on the wall that they can't understand, so they their mind just goes insane from looking at the words and things like that. And so it, the way he paints a picture around 
what you're trying. It's like a negative image. He paints around an, an image, and then when you zoom back and when you lean back and look at it from a distance, you will see the actual image in the middle where there is no painting. Know what I mean? And that's how he suggests madness. It's that creeping, nagging feeling at the back of your neck or your head that something isn't right. And I love the way he makes me feel with all that. So I don't know if this guy is wandering around Rayleigh or some other of his cities. But I love it. Alright, this next one is called The Bride of the Sea. Black loom the crags of the uplands behind me. Dark are the sounds of far-stretching shores. Dim are the pathways and rocks that remind me, sadly of years in the lost nevermore. Soft laps the ocean on wave-polished border, sweet in the sound and familiar to me. Here with her, head gently bent to my shoulder, walked I with Unda, the bride of the sea. Bright was the morn of my youth when I met her, sweet as the breeze that blew o'er the brine. Swift was I captured in love's strongest fetter, glad to be here and she glad to be mine. Never a question I'd asked where I wandered, never a question asked she'd of my birth. Wow. Happy as children we thought not nor pondered, glad of the bounty of ocean and earth. Once when the moonlit Played soft mind the billows, high on the cliff o'er the waters we stood. Bound was her hair with a gnarled of willows, plucked by the font in the bird-haunted woods. Strangely she gazed on the surges beneath her, charmed with the sound of entranced by the light. Then did the waves a splendid aspect bequeath her, stern as the ocean and weird as the night. Coldly she left me, astonished and weeping, standing alone midst the legions she'd blessed. Down, down ever downward, half gliding, half creeping, stole the sweet Unda in oceanward quest. Calm grew the sea, and tremulous beating turned to a ripe, turned to ripple as Unda the fair trod the wet sands in affectionate greeting, beckoned to me, and no longer was there. Long did I pace by the banks where she'd vanished. High climbed the moon and descended again. Gray broke the dawn till the sad night was banished. Still arc ached my soul with its infinite pain. All the wide world have I searched for my darling. Soured the far desert and sailed distant seas. Once on the wave while the tempest was snarling, flashed a fair face that brought quiet and ease. Ever in restlessness onward I stumbled, seeking and pinning, scarce heeding my way. Now have I strayed where the wide waters rumble, back to the scene of the lost yesterday. Lo, the red moon from the ocean's low haze rises in ominous grandeur to view, strained in its face as my tormented eyes graze. O'er the vast reaches of sparkle and blue, Straight from the moon to the shore-wise sighting Grows a bright bridge made of wavelets and beams 
frail it may be, yet how simple the trying. Ward ringing from the earth to the orb of sweet dreams. What is yon face in the moonlight appearing? Have I ate at last found the maiden that fled? Out on the beam bridge my footsteps are nearing. Her woe's sweet beckoning hastens my tread. Currents surrounding me and drowsily swaying. Far on the moon path I seek the sweet face, eagerly hastening, half panting, half praying. Forward I reach for the vision of grace. Murmuring waters about me are closing. Soft the sweet vision dances, advances to me. Done on my trials, my heart is reposing. Safe from my Unda, the bride of the sea. Hmm. So, that can be taken in many ways where this guy had a, you know, this couple were young and in love. And then she saw something out in the sea and it tempted her in and murdered her or she was a god of the sea or she was a physical embodiment of the sea or he was insane and thought he loved the sea and like uh had visions of this girl and hallucinated her or all the above in some strange order i don't know that's what lovecraft is about just seven different ways you can think about it and you have answers to none thank you for listening if indeed you still are. And bye-bye.